You just have to decide. The indecision is going to lead to you ultimately serving no one. And that's a more of a tangent than I wanted to go down, but I still think it's relevant in the context of the fact that, number one, charge what you're worth. Number two, stay in your lane and don't worry about if, if it's working for someone else or not, right? Obviously, you want to pay attention and, and have a pulse on what's going on in your industry. But I promise you, 9.9 times out of 10, the way you want to do it, if you just stay the course, it will work. Everything that you want to do, any way that you want to do it, 9.9 times out of 10 will work. It just will take, it'll just be different outcomes depending upon the approach, right? But it will still, it still can look like success. Welcome to the Uncensored Show with your host, George Atchampal, where we share the mindset, tips, tools, strategies, and stories on how to use your money to do more of what you love and what you were called to do. Money is like gas on a road trip. Sure, you need it to get where you're going, but you're not going on a tour of gas stations. Money fuels your journey. The question is, what's yours? Live life uncensored. What's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode 52 of the Uncensored Show. So we're on the back half on the race to 100. I mean, I'm not in a rush per se, but we keep up this consistency and continue to release weekly episodes. We'll be there before this year is out. Uh, So today I want to talk about a topic that I think a lot of my business owners will find interesting. And the topic is why when you don't charge your worth, everyone loses. Um, so let's talk a little bit about uh, the recap of last week first before I dive in. Uh, first and foremost, you know, just my extended gratitude for everyone who continues to listen to the show. Our numbers continue to go up and up and up. We really appreciate it. We're looking to bring on some sponsors this year. So all the listens, all the shares are very helpful. If you're listening to this and you actually want to up your marketing efforts in 2020, we are available for sponsorship. And so with podcasts in particular, people tend to listen when you have you know a decent following. People tend to listen to the entire episode, right? Podcast is something that you can do passively. So it's a really good way to advertise. So if you're looking for a way to ramp up your marketing in a strategic way in 2020, um, hit us up. Uh, we'll, we'll leave uh, an email in the show notes that you can inquire about our advertising rates. We're going to start off pretty fairly. So uh, hit us up. We would love to have you as a sponsor of the show. Um, Also, um, you guys will learn more about this on another episode, but we are officially open for tax prep and all your tax needs in 2020. So I've been in this business for almost a decade, which is still crazy to say out loud. And people have always asked me, George, can you do my taxes? George, do you do taxes? And the answer has always been no. Um, But when we strategically made a shift to start working with business owner clients, we knew that this was a service offering that we would have to incorporate. And so we have an in-house tax strategist now and we are open for business. So I know those W-2s are flying in um, because we we will be doing taxes for the general public, not just entrepreneurs as well. Um, So, you know, as those W-2s fly in or if you're a business owner and you need to file your taxes, hit us up. Because we are available. I think what makes us 
um, a little more unique besides the fact that our tax strategist has uh, shoot almost 15 years of experience. It's because when you come to us, you'll also get a complimentary um, investment analysis, right? So if you're expecting a refund or even if you're not expecting a refund, but you want to be more strategic with how you invest your money in 2020, you'll get a complimentary uh, consultation with us along with your tax prep. And I can confidently say, I don't think there's anybody else that's doing that. Um, so if they are, you know, let me know, but I doubt it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so if you want to file your taxes and you want a little added layer of value with the complimentary investment consultation, then hit us up because we would love to file your taxes. All right. So let's get into it. When you don't charge your value, everybody loses. And there's four particular reasons why that is the case. So let's dive into the first one. When you don't charge your value, the customer who you're working with probably couldn't afford your services in the first place and they aren't the right customer right now. Not to say they can't evolve into being the right customer, but when you discount your service in order to meet them where they are, there is a strong possibility that they're not even the right fit, right? And so when you raise your prices, it's not solely just about making money. It's about, hey, I know that this price is going to be a great fit for a particular demographic of people who have a specific set of needs. And when you discount that price, right, then you run the risk of attracting the wrong people. And that's bad for several reasons. One, those people probably aren't even going to get the full breadth of the value that you can deliver. Right. You know, it's kind of like you have all let's just say you 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 have premium pricing. Right. And the reason why you have premium pricing is because of the type of value you deliver. It's a very involved process. Um, let's take business owners, for example. Right. But let's just say you your ideal business owner client is someone who's earning at least a quarter million dollars. But you discount your service to a way where someone who let's just say they're making 80,000 in their business their first year, they come your way. And now you, you don't have what I like to say is you don't have enough clay to mold. Right. So then that is a very interesting scenario because now you're struggling with, you know, making sure that they can feel the value, right? Not because you don't have the value to offer, but what they really need is probably some more um, basic entry level stuff. And what you have is kind of high level and over their head, right? So now they're not getting what they need from you because you have almost too much value or you're overqualified for them, right? And in turn, now you're, you know, scraping and trying to figure out how you're going to provide this value to someone who just isn't ready for what you have yet. So, right. They don't get the value. You don't get to deliver your best work. Everybody loses. That's reason number one. All right. Let's talk about reason number two. So reason number two is now what's more than likely happening is if, if you're a prudent business owner, you're pricing your services in a way that is in alignment with the way that you want to grow your business and also maybe how you need to grow your, uh, sustain your business based upon the amount of revenue that you need to generate, right? So when you undercharge, what then happens is, well, guess what? You still need to hit that number, right? So what are you having to go out and do? You're probably having to go out and find more clients to be able to pick up the slack. And let's just say you you are a real prudent business owner and you really thought through this, right? You know your capacity from a, a client perspective if you have a service-based business and 
if you take on too many of those clients, you will spread yourself thin, right? And so what happens in the second example is that now you aren't even able to make a meaningful difference in your clients' lives anyway because you spread yourself too wide instead of going deep, right? And so now you have more clients than you have the capacity to handle, but it's not like you have more clients from a vantage point of, man, I, I'm charging my my ideal rate and all these clients are coming through the door and now I have the extra margin to hire help. No, you're going to get extra clients just to make ends meet because you didn't bring on enough of the right people. Right. And you only brought on people who could afford what you had. Right. And so now that's put you behind the eight ball. And so now, once again, you're not able to serve those people in a meaningful way. Not to mention, you're probably also likely stress, right? You know, um, you're probably not in the right headspace. Um, and that is going to come out in the way that you're working with your clients. So it's, it's incredibly vital, guys. It is huge. When you build a business, especially a service-based business where you know, it requires your time and your effort. It's one thing if you're selling a product, of course, sure, you already have the inventory, you can discount it, et cetera. But when you have a service-based business and you're not charging your worth, you're going to probably end up burning the candle at both ends, okay? And nobody, nobody, nobody wins when you do that. Now, I know the, for the third one, I know we probably have some Mother Teresas out there. We have some folks who, you know, they are super, super, uh, they care so much about their clients, right? It's like, it doesn't matter if I'm charging them a dollar or a thousand. They're going to get all of me. It's my Q John legend. All of me. I actually can sing a little bit, so I'm not going to go down that road because I'm actually recording this kind of late and it's not going to sound how I actually would sound. But anyways, we'll cue the John legend. You get it. Um, and you are just going to give all your, you know, all of you to your clients, no matter what. Right. But there's also another set of people who when they know they're charging too low and as they start to incrementally maybe drive up their prices for the new folks, what then tends to happen is you start to be less attached to the result of the person who you're charging significantly less. Or maybe it's not even that you're you're ramping up your prices across the board. Maybe you just really. For this particular person or a few few people, you really just dropped your price so that you could get them in the door. Right. And now you're at a place where you have some clients who maybe are paying your ideal rate or at least a good bit more than another person. And it's going to be very hard for you to provide the same level of value. Right. To that person as it is to the person who's paying more. Right. And you're going to become increasingly detached from the result because it's like, man, this person is paying a, a fourth or a third of what my other clients paying. And, I'm, and I technically got to do the same work. Right. And so there's going to be this kind of subconscious disconnect as it relates to how you serve them. Right. And again, there, it, it's not your client's fault. You decided to take them on. And so, you know, I'm a firm believer that if you take a client on, they do deserve the same level of service, period. Right. And so you have a hard decision to make as your business maybe evolves or you realize that you know certain decisions didn't make sense. Then you might have to have a heart to heart conversation with that client. Say, hey, Mr. Client, 
Um, I know, you know, this is what you could afford when you came on board. Um, but, you know, my business model has since evolved. And, you know, in order uh, to, to work with me, you know, we're going to have to raise the rate here. Now, obviously, you can give them a grace period. You know, I would you know definitely recommend making sure that you're demonstrating a high level of value, you know, leading up to that conversation. So it's like, man, you know, I'm going to have to figure it out because I want to make sure that I can keep this service. But at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself that question or just know that there's a strong chance that even if it's not intentional, there's going to be a, a subconscious disconnect on how you engage with that client, right? Because it's like, well, shoot, you're thinking, if I lose them, it ain't a big deal, right? And that's not fair to the client, right? Because at the end of the day, the client told you what they could afford. You had a choice to say that doesn't work, right? But you said yes. And so either you continue to provide them the same level of value, which will be hard, unless again, you're just Mother Teresa, right? Or you have a, I won't say a tough conversation, a, a vulnerable and a real conversation with them. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, people are people, right? They understand. I mean, I think, you know, you especially if you're a small business, it's not like you're this, you know, gigantic corporation who is doing, you know, who is cutthroat and, you know, you're making millions upon millions upon millions of dollars and you're just trying to cut every corner and, and squeeze everybody to no end. You know, that's not the case. Just have a heart to heart. Say, hey, you know, I, I'm so appreciative that you came on to my business, you know, came on as a client when you did, uh, you know, I'm grateful to have you as a client, um, you know, but one of the things is, is in order for my business to grow so that I can, you know, continue to thrive is I have to take a hard look at how I'm allocating my time and my resources um, in order to really create a business that's going to be sustainable. And when doing that, I realized that uh, I'm going to have to adjust my rates for some of my clients so that I can build the business that I want to build, which ultimately will allow me to continue to serve you the way I'm serving you and probably serve you even better, right? People can understand that. They can wrap their heads around that. And if they can't, then as long as you don't have a scarcity mindset, you know that you can find more clients. All right. And then, of course, there's the inevitable. Here's the fourth one. If you don't charge your worth, now you're overworked, you're underpaid, and you might even eventually go out of business, right? You might even go out of business. And now this very thing that you started to serve the world is not around to serve anybody, right? And I think this is where people are scared to niche down as well, right? It's like, oh, well, if I pick this set of people to work with, then I'm going to miss out on all these other people. And the reality is that's not that's just not true for several reasons, Right. And I'll probably elaborate on the importance and value of niching on a later episode. But the more of the story is, if you try to serve everybody, you end up serving no one. And it's so hard nowadays on the Internet because you could be really gung ho about the way you want to do your business. You could say, you know what? Um, I have this service based business. But if I if I can get people to charge me at least, I mean, pay me at least. Uh, $700 a month, whatever your number is. And I get like, you know, 30 clients, you know, I have a quarter million dollar business and I can, you know, still maintain my lifestyle because it's not too crazy. And that might be your path, right? But that path might take you, you know, a little bit of time to to really ramp up and make happen. And then you see somebody selling an ebook for, for $30 and they say, oh, I just made a million dollars on Instagram. You're like, dang, am I thinking about this too hard? Like, should I sell ebooks and, you know, courses? And then you see somebody else that says, oh, well, I, I don't I would never sell a, a digital product for twenty dollars. I only sell premium courses for fourteen ninety seven. 
right? You're like, well, man, maybe I need to charge, you know, more and then do it that way. And so there's so many different ways that you can go. And so then you don't know, like, well, what is charging my worth? Which way should I do it? And the moral of the story is, and I've seen this being proven in every business model, you just have to pick what's best for you. You can't pay attention to what's working for somebody else because the more the story is it all works, right? It all works. Let's take real estate, for example. I know people who are millionaires in wholesaling. I know people who are millionaires in flipping. I know people who are millionaires in buy and hold in uh, single family homes. I know people who are millionaires in uh, multifamily, right? You just have to decide. The indecision is going to lead to you ultimately serving no one. And that's a more of a tangent than I wanted to go down, but I still think it's relevant in the context of the fact that number one, charge what you're worth. Number two, stay in your lane and don't worry about if, if it's working for someone else or not, right? Obviously you want to pay attention and, and have a pulse on what's going on in your industry. But I promise you 9.9 times out of 10, the way you want to do it, if you just stay the course, it will work. Everything that you want to do, any way that you want to do it, 9.9 times out of 10 will work. It just will take, it'll just be different outcomes depending upon the approach, right? But it will still, it still can look like success. Charge your worth, right? Whatever that means to you. And I think a, a part of that is reverse engineering what you want your ideal life to look like. And I'm going to dive into that on another episode too. Like how do you kind of back into charging your worth? Maybe that should be the next episode that I do. Um, how do you back into that? Because some people don't know. They're like, oh, well, I see some see people charge $500 and another person charge 5,000 for the same service. And when you're just kind of arbitrarily all willy nilly looking what everybody else is doing, you have no context to what your worth is. And so maybe you want to back into that by identifying what you need to make your life and business work. And I'll dive into that on another episode. Now, I know I keep saying that, but I am going to dive into that on another episode. This podcast episode is sponsored by Battery Exchange. Let me tell you a little bit about Battery Exchange. I'm actually really good friends with the founder of the company, and the company is great, right? Because if anybody knows me, my phone always dies, I mean, all the time, no matter what. And so what they do is they help you live life charged. Why? How do they help you do that? So they have smart kiosks around the city where basically you pull out your phone, you search where the kiosk is located, and it'll show you where the kiosks are, and you can basically check out a portable battery right for a nominal cost so whether you're out on a town with friends you're at a concert uh you know you're out to dinner and you're like man my phone's about to die instead of having to ask the bartender hey can you plug my phone up behind the bar or trying to figure out where you're you know you can plug your phone up you can just locate one of those kiosks check out a battery charge on the go you don't have to worry about your phone being somewhere else or your phone actually being dead which is the worst possible outcome and literally um it charges you know very very rapidly i actually got a chance to use it uh, multiple times and it works really really well and they're going to help people stay connected right because if we're being honest our cell phones are a vital component of our everyday life so if you haven't checked it out before check out battery exchange uh, they are rapidly expanding, so kiosks will be popping up everywhere before you know it. Um, but if a kiosk is available near you and your phone is about to die, don't fret because Battery Exchange is here to save the day. So the moral of the story, guys, the moral of the story is do not feel bad 
for needing or not even needing for wanting to raise your prices to a point that aligns with what you are worth. Right. What would DJ Khaled do in this scenario? Right. What would DJ Khaled do in this scenario? I wonder. You're doing unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> My price went up. Right. Your price, your price has to go up. Your price has to go up. And y'all know I'm like, I just got this podcast set up. So I'm like trying all the sound effects. Right. But your price has to go up. It has to go up and it has to go up. Not arbitrarily. It goes up in proportion to your value. It goes up in proportion to, um, you know, how you need to run your business and run your life. But it's okay because, again, when you don't charge your worth, nobody wins. Nobody wins. You're overworked. You're underpaid. You're underserving your people. You're probably a little bit resentful. It's like, man, like, why are they not paying me what I need to pay? Um, what, what I need them to pay me? It's just a vicious cycle. And, you know, not to mention the other caveat to not charging your worth is I'm not saying that you should wrap your identity up in how much you earn as a business. But if we're being 100 percent vulnerable and transparent, let's be honest, right? Your level of confidence, there's a direct correlation with your level of confidence and how much money you have in the bank. Right. And, and, and more than anything, just from a peace of mind standpoint, right? Like if you don't have enough money, then it's like, man, you're always on edge because something could happen. Right. And so it's not like you are tying your identity or your worth to the money. But when you don't have it, it absolutely puts you in a place where you're like a little less confident. Right. And then guess what? When you don't have it and you're a little less confident, then what are you going to do when you go out and get in front of a prospect or a potential person? Because now you're uh, acting from a place of lack and desperation because you hadn't been charging what you're worth on the front end. Now you're going to do what you're going to take, whatever, because you got to make ends meet. And it becomes a vicious cycle because guess what? You're undercharged again. It's going to be just enough to keep your head above water. And before you know it, you're, you're still spread thin, you know, and it just keeps going. So at some point you have to draw a hard line in the sand and say, this is the life I want to live. This is the business I want to build. And this is what I need to make it happen. So I'm committed now. My next episode, I am going to uh, break down uh, how you back into charging your value. So this officially is becoming a two part episode. Um, but yeah, guys, it's so, so important. It's so important. Like you could do anything in the world that you want, but you chose to create this business. And when you don't do it the way that aligns with what matters most to you, then you're going to have a very expensive job. Right. And you could do there's a lot of easier ways to make money. Right. Like. If that's the case, go back to corporate America, get your job. You can kind of fly below the radar, have your free time after work. And I know, you know, for my real hustlers, real entrepreneurs out there, you're saying I can never do that because, you know, I, I'm, I'm passionate and I was given this gift and this, you know, this vision. But if that vision is causing you more stress because you're unwilling to charge your worth and you're kind of getting in your own way, then you're just going to always be stressed, right? You're going to get more no's in this process. But what matters is the right yes. I was listening to this, this um, lady speak not too long ago and she said, you know, a no doesn't matter who it comes from, right? Whether it's a homeless person or, or whether it's a top executive, a no is a no. But a yes does matter who it comes from, right? Because again, if you go 
and you work with someone who isn't your ideal client and they say yes, now you have another unideal client, right? Or if you get the perfect person, that yes matters. So who says yes matters? And guess what? When you charge your worth and you articulate your brand message the right way, those who are supposed to say yes will. And if you constantly are at a place where you feel like that's not happening, then you might need to revisit your messaging and your marketing. There's, you know, some really great people out there who can help you with that. Maya Elias is actually a really great person when it comes to understanding how to um, create your messaging online. And there's also another a number of other people who are great at copywriting and things of that nature. So get that part together. Be okay with saying no. Reclaim your value. Reclaim your confidence and go out there and get paid. Go out there and get paid. <laughs> yeah, uh, y'all gonna have to deal. Like, I'm just super excited about these sound effects. I want to add some custom ones. I mean, those two are custom, but like, I gotta add the flex bomb. But I want to add like something that like is original to me. I'm gonna think through that. Y'all got any suggestions? Uh, also, um, don't forget to submit your funny money request. If you have a funny money story, would love to. Um, share it on the podcast and get a good laugh. Or also, if you just want free money game, right? If you want to come on here or if you want to ask me a question and you're not an existing client of mine and you want me to prioritize it, uh, submit your money mailbag question. You can go to the link in my bio on Instagram. Uh, my personal brand website where my podcast is actually housed will be going live uh, maybe later this month. I don't know. I mean, it's basically done. So I got to pick a random release date. But it'll be going live to the public and on the podcast page, you can you can submit your money mailbag request or your funny money request. And for the money mailbag request, like it can be anything, you know, how kind of like how Steve Harvey has his uh, strawberry newsletter. So if you want it to be anonymous, you're like, man, my, my spouse is terrible with money and I got this secret account and I feel guilty. Like, is that is that a bad thing? Like whatever you want to ask, you can ask. Or if you have like a legitimate question now, I have to put out the disclaimer that, you know, consult with your advisor. Why am I not your advisor? But consult with your advisor before making any investment decisions if you end up asking an investment question. But nonetheless, I will answer whatever the questions are on the show. So submit those requests. Click the link in my bio on Instagram. I'll drop a link in the show notes as well. Other than that, guys, thank you for tuning in. Um, join me next week for part two which I believe will be seven steps to quantifying your value. And I'm also, I think I'm going to release a mini ebook on the same topic. So thank you guys for tuning in. See you next week. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to an episode of the uncensored show. Take at least one thing you heard today and apply it to your life immediately so that you can become one step closer to living a more meaningful and fulfilling life and aligning your resources to what matters most to you. Remember, money is just a resource to fuel your journey. The question is, what's yours? What's going on, guys? Thank you so much for listening to the Uncensored Podcast. Whether you've listened to one episode or 40 episodes, I am so grateful for you taking any amount of time out of your day to listen to my show. Now, if you like what you heard, the best way to show me that you have an appreciation for this content 
is to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and share this podcast with at least three friends because that helps us spread the word, right? We don't have a big marketing budget over here at the Uncensored uh, Podcast Studios, which is my home office, by the way, but we do have your support. And with that support, we can reach thousands, if not hundreds of thousands. So guys, thanks so much uh, for your support. Please share this with three friends and leave a review and we'll see you on the next episode.